Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is The Matrix Revolutions, which is the third movie in the Matrix films. Uh, it used to be the end of the trilogy, but now there's a fourth film that came out today, which is why we're reviewing this one. So this one takes place, uh, it was came out the same year as Reloaded, um, 2003, and this is the continuation of that. Um, it takes place like right immediately after the events of the, the, that last movie. So in the last movie, um, there's this kind of this subplot going on with Smith, who is no longer an agent of the matrix. He's like free, basically become a virus, turning everyone in the matrix into himself, just duplicating himself and spreading. So he does this to one of the, um, they call them the red pills, you know, the people that are freed from the matrix. Um, he does this before um, he's able to answer the phone to, you know, get pulled back into the real world so he can be, you know, unplugged and answers the phone as Smith. So then in some weird way, he, he does go back, you know, the, the guy, his name is Bane, <laughs> um, goes back into the real world, but he's got, it's like he's possessed or he's, part uh part smith basically and even the way he talks it's hilarious because it's like how does no one get that this is smith because he's like i don't know what <laughs> you're talking about like he has that slow like very deliberate delivery um doing that guy whoever that actor is doing like a, a smith impression but anyway so that's what happened at towards the end of the last movie and he's the only survivor of this like crazy explosion like all these sh- people were killed these ships were downed and they find him amongst the rubble or the remains. And so they have some questions for him, like, how are you the only surviving member? And so that, that ends. That's how the, sec- the last movie ended. Um, and also with Neo having shown new powers, he's, he's able to fight these sentinels in the real world. Like he uses that hand thing where he's able to stop bullets, but he's able to stop the sentinels. But all that, I guess, that energy, it knocks him out. So the last movie ends with those two guys like in a coma in the same room. And so now you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? So that's how this new movie starts. And basically, Neo finds himself in Limbo or Mobile Avenue. It's an anagram for Limbo. Womp, womp. Anyway, so he's uh, stuck between like the machine world and the, the real world. And it's a, the whole movie is about um, trying to end this war against the machines and humans because the machines have found Zion and they're drilling down and they're basically going to exterminate everybody that's there. So this concludes that this part of the story. Um, but we'll get more into the details and everything. Sam, what did you think of the matrix revolutions? I didn't quite understand it. Um, I liked it. It was an okay movie. I didn't hate it or anything. I just, I don't know. I just didn't understand, first of all, how Neo got in limbo or that mobile avenue or wherever he was. And that was even some of like that Frenchman was even asking, like, how? Like, I think he was kind of asking, but how did he get there? And to me, that answer, that question was never answered. I don't know if you know the answer, but I, I don't understand how he got there. And what? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna try to explain how he got there, but really, it's just he, 
I guess we're supposed to gather that he's because even the oracle says your powers extend beyond this world. Like you're not just able to bend the matrix and, you know, break the rules. Now you're able to kind of have some of these powers in the real world because, you know, I mean, obviously he had never been able to like, who can stop machines with their mind, like in the real world. That's crazy. Um, And then I think because he did that, like it just, it it caused him to, I like to use like uh, computer terminology or whatever. He like short circuited, I guess. Like he, his brain, like it was too much for his brain. And that's why he's not plugged in. Yeah. But remember they're like, it's weird. Like he reads like as like his body, uh, all, all the stuff going on with him, his neural, uh, whatever, uh, signs look, act like somebody who's actually jacked into the matrix. So oh, yeah. it's like, he's able to transcend, um, even the way he sees things, like he can see things in matrix code, like just looking at it. So, um, or he so sees things why in light. Is that though, again, I think it's because he is this supposed to. We're supposed to see him as this great and powerful being. Like he is, like the Messiah. You know how they they we keep seeing this thing about like comparisons to Christ or comparisons to yeah this this holy person. I think we're just supposed to see him as this person that's able to do these things. Like he's becoming more powerful, able to use these powers not only in within the matrix within this construct but actually in real life as well but like you said it's not really explained it's it feels kind of rushed like they're like oh shit we have to do this third movie uh he's got these powers um we can't really i mean we don't have time to explain everything so i feel like that did get short shrift in this movie they didn't quite explain why all of a sudden he's able to start to do these things yeah, so I think that was my biggest problem with this movie. It's like I don't, I just don't understand why, and and then this whole thing with that train man and and limbo and that Frenchman. I thought that was gonna be like a bigger part of the movie, and it really wasn't. Um, and then they, I don't think they explained what happened to the Oracle because she did they. Well, because she's a different actress in this movie and you hear a couple of times say like, oh, did she find a new shell? Like some. So we gather that something happened to her and now she's in this different form. So I can give you the official version and then like the movie version. Okay. So the official reason why is because the original actress that played that role passed away. Ah. So they had to replace her and they actually replaced her with uh, another actress that I think they worked together like they were stage uh, performers oh so they it was like a friend of hers in real life so i guess they, they figured hey this is probably Aww. the best next best thing right um so i think they had to write that into the script somehow okay. and the best they could do was like uh she says there's a brief little exchange where she says i know it, it's hard like they're both looking at her like uh morpheus and trinity are looking at her like you're not the yeah. oracle um but she's explaining that she made a choice to help them to help them and neo and because she did that she had to um i guess she had to get rid of that other she was basically like re redesigned into yeah. this new it you know it, it's kind of a a lousy explanation but i guess they did the best they could with yeah. <laughs> with what they had so i mean that didn't bother me yeah. but it was just something where i was just kind of confused yeah like why happened. would it right um and then I mean, I don't want to give away the ending, but I guess that just kind of ties into I, I me not understanding why 
Neo has these powers. Like, he was born just like every other human into this pod thing and plugged into the Matrix. So what's so different about him that makes him special and gives him these powers in the real world, too? Like, to me, it just didn't make sense. Um, but, and then my only other complaint is that I've never believed Neo and Trinity's love story from the beginning. It, it's, it was just never believable. It, it was always just, like, cold and forced to me. And especially, like, in the first movie where she kind of just says, like, oh, the Oracle would tell, told me that I would fall in love with the one and I, I love you. But it's like, y'all barely know each other. Well, I guess she's been, quote, unquote, following him for a long time or watching him. Um, but like they bear, but even for Neo to be like, yeah, I love you too. Like for them to say that they're in love, I just never believed it. Like they barely knew each other. Um, they're constantly just fighting for their lives. It's not like they had like this hot romance, like, (laughs) and it was just never believable. Like why, why all of a sudden are y'all in love? And then all y'all do is just kind of like stare at each other. It's, it's just weird to me and just not believable. Um, so that was just my complaint throughout the entire uh, trilogy. It was just, it was hard for me to believe that they were in love. Um, so I think that was my only other complaint. Um, the battle, the whole battle scene between the humans and the machines, that was okay. That was pretty cool, I guess. Um, it was pretty crazy. It was just a lot of machines, a lot of bullets flying everywhere. Um it was cool to see that, um, what's her name? It was two girls that actually brought down the first drill because they had that cannon shooter thing and they they um, bought the humans more time because they were the ones just running around and shooting at this thing. So I thought that was really cool. I can't remember their names though. Uh, Z was the, the one that was loading up the yeah, Z. cannon, but I forgot the other girl's name. And then that other girl. Um what else? Oh, and it really caught me by surprise that, like, this whole Agent Smith thing was, like, a bigger part of the story. Like, I, you know, watching the first movie, I just thought, oh, okay, he's the agent, he's the bad guy, whatever, that's the end. And then, like you said, it was, like, a little subplot in the second movie, and I didn't realize that it was going to be the actual huge villain in this third movie, again, like like the first one. Um. So it was cool to see all those Agent Smiths and the way they did that, like a whole virus thing. Um, And it was a crazy, intense, like, fight between Agent Smith and Neo. I thought it was kind of ridiculous because they were flying around and and fighting and just punching each other into buildings and stuff. So to me, it just felt like since there were no limits on how this fight could go, it just seemed pretty ridiculous. Um, They were just flying everywhere. Like, okay, who's going to beat who then? Because they each have, like, the same kind of strength and are hitting each other the same way. So it was just weird. Um, But I did see the, like, the whole balance theme come out in this movie, too. Like, we pointed out the Oracle had those yin-yang earrings on. And she was talking about balance and equals and, um, you know, equal opposites and stuff. And she was explaining how Agent Smith was Neo's opposite and that's really, he was him or something. Um, I don't know. I just found it kind of confusing. And 
I feel like it'll be harder for a larger audience to try to like understand it and get this movie. Um, I didn't hate it. Like I said, I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed the battle scene and I enjoyed the story that it told. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I think if people haven't seen any of these movies, they're okay with just seeing the first Matrix. But um, it did close out this whole trilogy, so I'm glad we did see it. So yeah, I'm kind of like in the middle about this movie. There was things that I liked about it and and things that I just thought like either confused me or I thought weren't answered very clearly. So I just was kind of left feeling like I wanted more, just more explanation or something. But um but yeah, it wasn't bad. So uh yeah, I mean it's definitely my least favorite of the three movies. We'll see how it goes against this fourth one that, that came out. But um I want to address some of the stuff that you said because I feel like you're very close to understanding or very close to actually answering your own questions. <laughs> so in regards to the the Trinity and Neo love story, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. There's even a scene here where there's this very dramatic uh, moment between the two of them. And she's like, kiss me. And he kisses her. And I think we're we're meant to feel like we're meant to feel this in our hearts and be like, oh, this is so beautiful. And so, but I, you never feel that. You just no. feel like, okay, these are two actors kissing each other. Um, and the, the problem is they never established it well enough in the first movie because that's where this mm-hmm. whole thing develops. And so in this, throughout the second and third, you're, they keep saying that, oh, they're in love. And, oh, love, especially in this one, they really lay in on the, the love thing. Like, oh, humans in love and he's in love with her and she loves him so much. She'll, she'll kill all of us because she's, they're so in love. And I'm like, just because you keep saying they're in love doesn't mean we see the love. We don't, I don't right. see it. Like they had sex in the second movie, but again, like, like you said, there's a lot of look, looks like exchange looks at each other, but they're not even like, like smiling looks. They're yeah. just like looking at each yeah. other. It's like this intense <laughs> thing. Staring at each other. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost like they found the two like most attractive people in that ship. And I guess by default they fell in love because it's like, <laughs> Hey, we're both hot. So yeah, we love each other. I don't know. It's, it, it, it never was believable. And I hate to, I hate to see what they're going to do in this next movie. Cause I feel like they're going to lean on that a lot. The yeah. love story between the two. So, um, I mean, whatever it, 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 that's probably one of the least interesting parts of the of the series. Like most people, most people don't watch this because of the love story. Yeah. But the fact that they lean so heavily on it and keep saying that he saved her because he loves her. I mean, he basically screws up this whole plan that was supposed to happen at the end of the second movie because he's in love with her. He's like, yeah. I love her so much. I'm gonna. I don't care about the rest of him. We'll figure it. I'll figure out how to save the rest of humanity. But first, I gotta save her. Yeah. You know. Um. So if you're going to do something like that, you, you got to really make it, like, believable mm-hmm. that the two love each other. Um, anyway, so there's that. The other thing, um, I want to go back to what you said in the last um, review, which is, I, re- I don't know if you remember, you kept talking about balance. Well, you said it now, too. Mm-hmm. You're talking about balance and how, um, and that's something that I wish I would have really picked up on when I first saw it. When I first saw this, these movies, I was 22 22 for the first movie, 23 for the second one. I guess those two young and stupid to understand the whole balance thing. Because in my mind, I wanted this third movie to be the humans crushing the machines, just killing them, <laughs> rage against the machine, right? Um, and that's not what this is about. It's, it's about finding that balance, finding that equal. Because you, you, they even talk about it in the second movie so much. Like 
we need them they need us like we need each other we just a long time ago we screwed this whole thing up and so now we're at war and you know we both hate each other yeah so it's about it's it's more it's more about um like you said balance finding that that kind of that ceasefire that peace Mm -hmm. if we can um and see how this works out you know instead of yeah crushing crush the machines or you know destroy each other and i think what what introduces that what makes that possible this kind of even these talks of peace is the fact that this whole smith thing is going on because as neo points out to the machine that big machine god or whatever the hell it is uh the leader it's like you you and i both know like this has gotten out of control like you can't stop it we can't stop it and we're all gonna die we're all it's gonna it basically is gonna take take us all out so Let's find a way to work together. You know, I can try to clear this up. And then to go back to what you said uh, about that ridiculous fight, like you said, it was ridiculous because who's going to win? And that's actually the point. I never got that until maybe the third or fourth time watching it. That's the point. There is no winner. It's it. This battle is going to go on forever because they match each other so well like there it's like like the oracle said he's your opposite Mm -hmm. so because he's he's exactly your opposite neither one of you is better than the other Mm -hmm. so that's when neo finally realizes oh you know i've been fine you're right you actually he's he's telling him you were right and he's not being sarcastic he's like you're right this was inevitable like in order for me for this to stop i have to kind of just give in mm-hmm. to to this whole plan um stop fighting um and i don't know if you picked up on it but the reason he stopped the reason he he finally snaps is because uh the uh that smith that he's fighting and i say that smith for a reason mm-hmm. that smith that he's fighting says i'm supposed to say something now what is it uh everything that has a beginning has an end yeah. ne- neo he oh, never calls yeah, him Neo. Yeah, yeah. Never calls him Neo. Always Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. He never refers to him as Neo. So I remember when I first saw it, I was like, well, he called him Neo. And then if you remember that phrase, everything that has a beginning has an end, is what the Oracle said. Uh-huh. So I, I hate to give it, I'm basically giving away the ending, so I apologize. But um, it's been out for 18 years. Um <laughs> That and that's why we once the fight's over, you see the oracle laying there in the mud pit. Yeah, that was the oracle that yeah. he was fighting. So he, she, basically, some part of the oracle was able to come out uh-huh. and kind of give that kind of that, like Neo. Do you get it? Do you get what we have to do here? And he's like, Oh, I get it. So then, by letting himself be taken over. At that point, that's when the machines were able to go. Okay, thank you. And then they just like basically sent like a <laughs> their their uh, their virus cleanup for the ah. for your machine, <laughs> and it spreads throughout the whole matrix. So then they re- they rebooted the matrix. They basically just did a, a complete reboot, ah. and that's why you see all the like you yeah. see like all these weird little layers under the cat. They see you see the deja vu cat again um, because they they rebooted it, and that's why everything looks different after that like the sky looks all glowy it doesn't look as artificial as it did before it doesn't look as green yeah i mean it looks artificial but not in the same like that dull green tones that we got for the other two 
rest of those movies, you know? So yeah, there's a lot going on here. And like you said, it's not easy to understand. It's, it's taken me multiple viewings to go, I think I get it now. Okay, I see. I see what was going on there. So I didn't realize that the machines had sent something through to take care of that. Yeah, that's, that's the part that I missed. That's why he started like glowing. Yeah. And that's why. He, well, that's what I was wondering. Like, why is he glowing? Like, what what is happening? Because and it's real subtle. That's the problem. Is you kind of see the thing in his in his head, kind of just like twitch, like they're just uh-huh. sending something through. Uh, and that's when he starts glowing. And so they're basically like, "Got it. Thank you. Thanks for letting us use your your body for this." So that's essentially what it was. So he did that in order to save humanity. And kind of create this, this you know, this kind of this uh, rough piece. Even the the architects like, because at the end the architect comes out and he's like, uh, "How long do you think this piece is gonna last, or whatever?" And she's like, "As long as it can, you know." Like yeah. we don't know, but it's better than what we had before with all this war and stuff. And then yeah. of course um, they have this new deal where if somebody wants out, they'll let them out. So um, yeah, so it's definitely not. The best, in fact, it's the worst rated of the three. I think it's like somewhere around the thirty-five percent tomato meters. People were really disappointed with this movie. Even people that loved the second one, they're like, "Oh man, this third one's gonna be a." If they follow through with what they did on the second one, I remember even Ebert and Roper really loved the the Matrix Reloaded. They, I think Roper even said it was better than the first one. And, um, but then when this third one came out, everyone was like, "What happened? <laughs> what happened? What did they do?" And I remember hating it, but like I said, I hated it. I, I didn't hate it. I was just disappointed because I really, really wanted, like I said, I wanted there to be this like um, triumph over the machines. And I was missing the point of the damn movie <laughs> from, the, from the beginning, uh, which is what's funny is that, you know, each of the, the first two movies end in like a Rage Against the Machine song, like at the very end. Like, yeah. And then the third one, like I said, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, no, Raging Against the Machine at the end of this one? Man, they really screwed it up. But then again, it wouldn't have made sense at the end of this movie because it's like, well, no, that it's almost like the theme has changed. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not that anymore. It's this kind of this equal, you know, this this whole, like you said, this balance thing. Mm-hmm. They brought balance to the force. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's not a, not a great movie um but if you saw if you already saw the second one you have to watch i mean you literally have to watch not literally have to but it ends with to be concluded so you don't you it leaves you with a cliffhanger so you have to kind of watch this to figure out how it's going to end but honestly if you just watch the first movie if you've never seen any of these i would just recommend watch the first movie at least and you'll be good like that's a great movie right there yeah um the second two are you know debatable and people are still people it it kind of reminds me of like the the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Like everyone agrees the prequels suck. I mean, most <laughs> people do, right? Um, same thing here. Like everyone just like, oh, the first Matrix was awesome. The second two sucked. You know, everyone just kind of like writes the second two off. I don't think they suck. I think there's things in them that are very flawed. But I enjoyed the story. Like you said, it's a it was an interesting story that they told, and they tried to mix this, you know action with kung fu with uh, these crazy you know shooting scenes and then all mixed in with like philosophy and this whole thing about man versus machine they packed a lot of stuff into these movies um it doesn't always work but 
I do love the, like you said, those characters that they kind of introduced, that Sati, that little girl. Uh-huh. I thought it was interesting. At first I was like, why, why are we learning? Why do we care about these programs that are talking? But I, for, I again, I, I was missing the point. And this was kind of to teach Neo. Like Neo's kind of like, wait, I don't understand that y'all are programs. How are you? How do you love this little girl? And mm-hmm. so that guy, the program's trying to explain. He's like, well, love is a word. Like what you you and I think of love differently. Like I lo- I don't want this program to be deleted. Basically, I mean, is it so different from you saying I don't want this person to die? You know, it's the same yeah. thing. He says it's a connection. It's a connection, you, right? You just created the word called love right. to call that connection right love we just describe it differently or we have maybe a different emotion attached to it but it's similar like you said a connection like i, mm-hmm. I have this connection to this being this program whatever it is i am fond of it i don't want it to be <laughs> deleted or, or taken away from me so mm-hmm. um and I like how Neo's kind of like, he's puzzled, but he's like learning more and more. And I think this helps him. Uh, that's why I like, there's a, a part of the movie where he just kind of goes, I need to, I need to think or whatever. And yeah. he just kind of disappears for like 30 minutes of the movie. You're like, where the hell did this guy go? <laughs> uh, and then he comes back. He's like, sorry, it took me so long, but I had to like think this through and think of what I have to do. And so I think that's when he was realizing like, it's not, it's not so black and white. Like we thought it's not so cut and dry. Like, you know, destroy the machines and that's it. You know, it's just kind of this medium we have to find. I think he was relating to them while he was learning that about them too. Like, oh, machines or programs aren't all bad, you know, like, um, and that was the whole point of this, the revolution story or Renaissance stories in the animatrix, you know, like, they, these AIs, these programs, they're evolving and, and they're learning and they're having um, connections and, and feelings the way humans can. Um, and so I think with Neo learning that from that character in the first part of the movie, he's relating to them and understanding like, okay, like he's seeing that more hu- quote unquote human right, side right. of the machines and I guess also learning that that balance is needed. Like it, like you said, it's not just black and white. It's not right. just kill them off. Um, they're they're more complex than that. And uh, so yeah, I liked that too. And then that character was also said something about oh, it's my karma. And mm. Neo was like, you believe in karma? And he's like, again, karma is just a word. A word. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just a word to describe what we think our purpose is mm. or the. Um, what the what process energy. should be or you know whatever yeah. so i i enjoyed that part of it too yeah. and yeah thinking about it now and talking about it now they put that in there so that neo can relate to them mm-hmm. and understand them more right. and, and see that you can't just cut them all off or right. kill all of the machines like that so right yeah so ultimately i feel like you know over the past over multiple viewings i have appreciated it more i think i've appreciated this is probably the yeah. most i've appreciated it since i've seen it <laughs> Um, that being said, all that being said, there are some really corny things that happen in these movies that I'm just like, man, did they have to put that in there? So stupid. There's a part where kid who already is kind of a weak character. I mean, he's (laughs) this puny, like 16 year old or whatever. Um, he reminds me of mouse from the first movie. It's like they were trying to redo mouse or something. 
But anyway, he's uh, there's a part where he like falls over, and you're like, oh my god! It's like this intense moment where he has to like blow open this gate so that the the uh, Niobe's ship can come in, and he's like, he's about to aim the gun, and he's like, Neo, I believe, and he shoots, and it's like, <laughs> come on, it's so, it's just so, and the music, dun, dun, dun. it's just so like over the top. I'm like, okay, we get it, like. Neo's Jesus. But I mean, it, it was just funny because I'm like, what does that have to do with him shooting the gun at the, I don't know. There's just certain lines and things that I was just like, I kind of ro- make you roll your eyes. Like it's just a little much. But <laughs> overall, I enjoy these movies. Um, but um, like you said, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to understand a lot of this stuff like when you're first watching it. Yeah. The first, and that's the thing, the first movie even though there's a lot going on and it's like, whoa, it's like, it's just like, the, you know, like, just like uh, Keanu's character is like, whoa, you get most of it by the end of the movie and uh-huh. the stuff you don't get, you just want to go, oh man, I want to watch this again so I can pick up on whatever I missed and you're excited. But the second two, it, to the point, it confuses you to the point where you're like, what the hell? You're almost angry. Like at the <laughs> end of the second movie, that, that whole architect scene, you're like, what the hell is going on? What is he talking about? And then in this one, like you said, there's things that are going on. They don't really explain it. Even with that whole, <laughs> did you check this man for VDTs? And I, I thought, oh, yeah. I really thought that was something that was known. Like, oh, this must be something that I don't know about, like some kind of psychological problem. But I looked it up because they say it a couple times in the movie. And it's a term completely made up for the Matrix. But they never give you any indication as to what it <laughs> is. So it's just funny. Like there's... I I guess they're doing that whole world building thing, kind of like Dune, where there's things that happen. They don't explain to you what it is, and you're just supposed to, like, use context clues, I guess, to kind of figure it out. But overall, I recommend this if you've seen Matrix Reloaded. If you've only seen the first one, honestly, you can skip these two. But, again, if you want to watch this fourth one that's coming out, uh, Matrix Resurrections, I assume you're going to have to watch this to understand what's going on in that movie because already with that movie existing, I was like, wait, what? Because stuff happens in this movie where you're like, how are these characters returning to this movie? So I'll leave it like that. Um, But yeah, was there anything else you wanted to say about Matrix Revolutions? Um, Yeah, well, no, just in general, I think the first two Matrix movies I really enjoyed. Um, This one was my least favorite out of the three Mm. But again, it wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. It's just that it was harder for me to understand. Um, so, and I feel like it's always when when it comes to trilogies. At least this was a trilogy until now. Um, I feel like it's always most difficult to to stick that third movie to like get the landing right. <laughs> I feel like in every trilogy, the third one's kind of like the weakest one. Um, I'm trying to think of other like the star the original Star Wars movies. You loved. Star Wars and you loved Empire Strikes Back, but then Return of the Jedi, I feel like you and most people think it's like the weakest of the three. Is that the one with those little bears? The one with Ewoks, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So everyone's like, ah, this is what we got after all this. Uh-huh. We got this. I still like it, but yeah, it's probably the weakest of the three. And then I think you said the same thing with Back to the Future Part 3, which I love, but <laughs> you said that was probably your least favorite was the Western one. I still liked it. It just wasn't my favorite. Right, but that's, that's my point, though, yeah. is that it's it's... You're, I, I have yet to see a trilogy where the third one is like, dude, that was the Me, best um, John of the Wick. three. <laughs> but 
Again, that one's not going to be a trilogy for much longer. I know, longer. but right now, it's a trilogy. And those John Wick movies just got better and better as they went along. Also starring Keanu Reeves. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you win some, you lose some. Um, yeah, because nobody thought Bill and Ted, the last one that they came out, was the best of the three. <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't. I thought it was good. I liked it. But I'd probably say the second one's my favorite. Anyway, Bogus Journey. Oh, yeah. Well, I was also just going to bring up, I, I like that. Um, Niobe and Morpheus were in this movie, but I wish they had a bigger role too because I really like their characters, especially Morpheus. I really like his character. Um, But I like that they made Niobe like a badass captain. Like she's the only one that could fly this ship through like this tunnel or whatever. And she was just so cool (laughs) doing it. So I I like that they gave that to a female lead and they gave that to, you know, Niobe. So I really, I liked that part. And that the other captain makes me laugh because of the way he talks, but that's how he is. I was like, God damn woman, you can drive. <laughs> like he talks out of his like his lower jar or something. It's just funny the way he talks. But his like expression never changes, but even he admits, like, okay, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um But yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like the I like that they made very strong like female characters in the, in these mm-hmm. movies. That's that's definitely one thing I liked. because um, even Trinity, of course, you know, she's total badass too. Yeah, Trinity, and then even the Oracle. Like yeah. I remember in the first movie, um, the fir- her first line or one of her first lines is like, "Oh, you didn't expect me to look like this, did you?" or whatever. And I think again how everyone expected Trinity to be a man. I think they expected the Oracle to be a man mm-hmm. because everyone was talking about the Oracle and how, um, you know, everyone knows the Oracle is kind of not all knowing, but they know a right. lot. They can see or the future, or they know what's going to happen and. And to have that kind of power, I think everyone assumed the Oracle was a male. And so I like that they gave it to a black female. And then uh, same thing, how they made Niobe um, a black female, female, Mm -hmm. but one of the best captains. And essentially, if it wasn't for Niobe and her choices, this wouldn't have happened. Like a lot of this wouldn't have happened because she helps Neo... You know, I think she helped him in the second movie. I can't remember what happens, but I know in this movie. Yeah, she decides to stay behind, I think. Yeah, and she she gives her ship to Neo in this movie. Um, and without her, that, you know, Neo wouldn't have gotten to where he needed to go. So it, this a lot of Neo's success was based on the help of these strong female leads, and I really liked that. Yeah, use that word uh, choice or she chooses to help him right. or whatever. So that's a big, again, a big theme in this as well, the whole choice thing. What what do you choose? Like even in Smith's like, why? Why do you persist, Mr. Mm-hmm. Anderson? Why do you keep fighting? And then Neo's answer is because I choose to. Mm-hmm. So that's his choice. It's, it's all about choices and what you choose to do with this life or whatever life you're given. So, yeah, that's a big themes in these movies but again big action movies too and uh yeah you get like a big superman brawl at the end of this movie it reminds me of like all these these superhero movies that are coming out now people are just flying around and beating each other yeah. up in, in, in in the sky uh so yeah it gets ridiculous and the music's like oh it's yeah. like real like epic sounding i'm like all right i get it um but yeah it's, it's a fun i mean they're fun movies overall so uh can't you gotta take it with a little bit of a grain of salt yeah um, so i guess that wraps it up for matrix revolutions yes mm-hmm. we'll be talking to you soon about 
Matrix Resurrections, see how that fits into this whole story. But uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. Let us know what movies you'd like us to watch and review. And until next time, we'll talk to you on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.